Welcome everyone to the Reliquary Tower, a late night players trading card game podcast. Okay, the, it's long, I will f- change it eventually, but that's what I'm going with. My name is Tim, I am the editor and head writer for the late night players. And owner, CFO. And owner, CFO, yes, all that. I'm joined today by my two lovely co-hosts. First, he is the Burton Guster to my Sean Spencer, my little brother Rob. Hi. I'm Rob. And then his partner in crime, Shauna. Hi. All right. So for the... Wow, what crimes going on? So many crimes. What crimes are going on? Oh, you, everybody's a partner in crime. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyways, Let's today for our pilot episode, we're going to be talking about two things. Yes, it's a pilot episode because nobody yeah, may like our, this. Our, and for, That's our job. Oh, sorry. Uh, we're going to be discussing... How would, you like, how would you like to feel if I said, oh, welcome to our United States Postal Service episode? Don't even joke, because they do have that board game for the Postal Service, and somebody told me I needed to review it, and I was like... It was on clearance. We were about to buy it for we you. We almost bought it for you. <laughs> Let me guess, Target? Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. We're homeowners <coughs> now. We only shop at Target, apparently. Anyway, All right, go on. Back on the topic... Uh, we're going to be <laughs> we're going to be discussing trading card games that we played and demoed at Gen Con, including the infamous Disney Lorcana War. Dun dun. And we'll talk a little bit about Wilds of Eldraine. Does that sound good to everybody? Your show. Our show. Your goat. Your rodeo. All right. So before we get anybody playing any fun games lately. Like, I know we played some Disney Lorcana the other day. Was that Thunder Road? Yes. Yeah, Thunder Road Vendetta. That was pretty good. That was fun. Um, Shauna and I have been playing a lot of Mobile Uno. Yeah. It's pretty great. Pretty great. Yes, for people that don't know Shauna, she is a massive Uno fan. How many copies of Uno do you have, Shauna? I don't know. Um, about at least 50, which is actually small in the community. Yeah, I saw some of the pictures that you were commenting on. That was insane. But that does kind of go into our next topic, or our first topic, which is Gen Con. What all did you buy at Gen Con that was Uno-related? First off, they had a giant uh, Uno Quattro that I need to figure out how to make in my own backyard. That was kind of cool. But they debuted Uno Quattro there. They, Got it. Yeah. Uh, they had the second edition Marvel Uno Ultimate, uh, the new DC Ultimate. Uh, there was some that I hadn't been able to find in our area yet because our area is kind of one of the last areas to get Unos. Which makes no sense because they're right next door to, like, Ohio, which is, or was, the toy capital of the world because you had Kenner and Mattel and everything there. Sure. Uh, Didn't know so that. They're, they're really good. There's a Uno Dare, which we were looking Adults for. only Yeah, Uno Dare. adults only Uno Dare, which... We can't talk about that because Tim's wanting us to be all ages. But I will say it got a look Like, they, you roll a die for the level of spice and how adult it is, and some of them were pretty rough. So, That's kind of cool, though. And it is on, printed on uh, plastic cards for drinking. Uh... They have a new second edition dose, Uno House Rules, 
uh, Uno Platinum, mm -hmm. which is what Taylor Swift was playing. She's promoting that one. And uh, all the new Uno Ultimates that everybody's scalping. Yeah. So if you happen to see any of the 2023 Uno Ultimates, uh, people are selling them for crazy amounts online, depending on which one you get. Well, speaking of scalping, Disney Lorcana. Let, let, let's discuss that for a second, because we got up on Wednesday. What time Wednesday night did people start lining up? We were walking the show or the hall at, uh, what was it, like 6 p.m.? Just getting a feel for where everything was. So when we Getting a fill and checking the maps, getting the program book, getting our will call out of the way. So people were lining up about 6 o'clock. And then I know we went back down, what was it, closer to midnight. And it was they, a little bit after midnight. They told people that they couldn't line up because it was a safety issue. Kicked them out. Yep. And we debated all night about whether or not we should go back down there and get in line. Because I know me and Sean talked about doing exchanging shifts because that was the only thing that you wanted. Yeah. So it was like, I would go down for two hours. I Sean would sleep. said I it would be my 13th reason why if I did not get Morkana. He did. A lot. And now we'll never know if I told the truth or not. Because why? Because I got Disney Lorcana. Yes. We, it was the... Worst Gen Con experience I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, so we get down to the floor on Thursday. It's 7... Oh, you guys got down there before me. It yeah. was like, what, 7 o'clock in the morning? It was around... Yeah, it was 7 because I basically waited in line a total of... Five Five hour? and a half hours. Yeah. Because we got out of line and immediately had to run to another event. Yeah. The line, they had this queue line set up. It wrapped around, it snaked around a couple times. And by the time I got down there, the line was all the way back to the Georgia Street entrance. Yeah, the old food truck entrance. And then the magical thing happened, like what was it, half an hour before the doors opened? Uh, About half an hour? No, a, a full hour. One full hour before it opened. So, conflicting reports are. Either A, Gen Con told people they couldn't line up there and they just killed the line, so everybody rushed the door. Or B, another scenario I heard was that somebody accidentally knocked over one of the stanchions, the stanchions and people took that as a sign of, well, no more line, anarchy. Somehow, though, we managed to fight through that. I know we heard somebody scream. There was a woman that screamed like she was in pain. I don't know if that somebody got hurt or somebody was trying to just make a pathway. I don't know. She sounded scared, though. That, no, that was bad because I got in through the vendor entrance because they were pushing us so hard that even though the security, the convention staff were trying to keep that door only for vendors, it was either step out of the way or we were all going to get ran over. So I made it behind, you know, onto the floor and then right near the Ravensburger booth and then all of a sudden I just hear this like blood-curdling scream. Like, it was... Something out of, like, a horror movie. Yeah, I am headcanoning that Tim just got pushed into the line. Just got knocked into the queue line. Oh, I... No recollection of where he was, just got shoved. That's the way it felt, because, like, you guys said that you were trying to move, what, through one of the booths without realizing it? Yeah, we were in the middle of a booth, and we didn't realize it. Yeah, because it was just, like, a seat for the good 20 minutes, right in front of, uh, or right inside 
Entry H, was it? Yeah. Uh, door H was just, nobody could move. Because so many people ran for it. Well, honestly, we took a video four minutes before. And I looked at my watch. They opened the doors a minute early. They opened two doors, two double doors. And then we were inside, inside that booth within seven minutes from that point. The one that you guys were trying to get through? Like, not the actual Ravensburger booth, but... Yeah. Whatever, whoever. Yeah, we were right in the middle of it. I just... And then somehow I ended up on the other side of Ravensburger, just where the line happened to begin, uh, or the, the break in the line. And I swear, I thought I was going to see a fist fight because the two guys behind me, every time somebody was cutting, jumping the line, they were getting furious. One guy left the line, asked us to hold the spot, and was oh. like... We heard, well, it was the one dude behind you, or would have been directly behind you after you swapped me spots. Oh, yeah, that guy's a jerk. He ended up going up, arguing with both Gen Con staff about the people coming. It's like the woman that was trying to help with the line was like, it's not really our responsibility. Ravensburgers has got to be doing fixing this. And I heard them say several times that if they did not get it under control, they were going to have to shut it all down. Because it was a fire hazard. Well, yeah. But what I what was what was cool for me though, just as an observer was, you had all the Gen Con staff with the the black vests that said event staff, including the infamous cowboy. But the people that were down there that were near us talking about shutting down, I think those were actual like Gen Con important people. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Um, which there was one was lady like, I can't remember her name, but she was doing her best and it, that's the part that was frustrating me is like it's not anybody's fault except probably maybe Ravensburger but it was just the awfulness of the congoers that was stressing me out and making me feel so bad for these people but they were doing their best with what they had to deal with with what Ravensburger gave them well essentially. And really it was just one group out of every ten. Because everybody I talked to was super nice, except for, like, a few, you know? Yeah, I made a friend in line, and now we're friends on Facebook. And she is a sweetheart, and she loves our lizard daughter Ripley. So and this see, is not all bad. From from my perspective, like, when I was trying to talk to people, the, I, I know the young lady you were talking about because she was in front of me when I swapped you spots. Mm-hmm. She, she and her uh, wife, I believe, had been going to Gen Con for years. Yeah. Everybody was, like, assholes and rudeness. You said a swear. This is age-appropriate for everybody. Stop. I'm doing so good. All the bad, the bad apples seem to be people that have just come to Gen Con for the very first time just for Lorcana. Mm-hmm. We talked to several... Yeah, there were people behind us that drove all the way from Florida. Yep. And... I'm going to say it right now, on tape, they were awful people. Yeah. I'm, they went and they argued with, like, they got out of line, argued with the Ravensburger people, and convinced them to let them come back later when the line died down and hold them product. That's, that's stupid. Because they own the shop. Yeah, there was one gentleman that was uh, in front of me trying to get into the vendor hall, and he unfortunately 
he kept saying he was a vendor, but he only had a four-day badge. He didn't have the actual vendor badge. And I doubt he was a vendor. He was probably just working at a booth. Yeah. And, well, the, the convention staff was like, hey, go have somebody bring you out a vendor badge. He ended up not getting anywhere near the line, and the line had already started wrapping back outside when um, they started getting things under control. And I, I heard him yelling, he's like, I own a booth here. How am I supposed to sell the product? Well, maybe you're not supposed to sell the product. It's it's a limited thing. And yes, there were plenty of scalpers that were sitting there selling boxes that they were buying out of line for four hundred and fifty dollars. And then the one booth that was selling individual packs for twenty. And a booth that was selling individual cards for twenty. Which I wish they they knew the hype was real for it. I wish they would have done what Magpie Games did for the last Avatar. Um, RPG book and all the supplements and everything, they took all that product from their booth on the inside and stuck it in one of the event rooms away from everything else. I'm not going to lie. I really, I feel like I missed out on that. I wish I would have gotten that. I would have liked to go on because they did the whole tea room thing. Yeah, I kind of peeped into it. It looked cool. And I made the staff giggle because I was like, oh, they did the tea room thing. <laughs> Who was that? Magpie Games. Yeah, Magpie Games, everybody. They do their stuff right. I'm sure... Well, one thing Raymond Burgers did do right, though, was if you wanted it, you... I mean, as long as you weren't trying to get it at, like, 4 or 5 o'clock at night, they had plenty of product for everybody. Yeah, they did. They did. They had, like... I think one of the guys that was trying to control people was like, we have 13,000 pieces of product. Everybody will get something. And then they immediately ran out of all the accessories before I got up there. Yeah, but the accessories... That I wanted. The accessories I wanted. They still had the Captain Hook sleeves, and I was like, eh. I saw the playmats online that people were able to get. I'm like, those are nice-looking playmats, actually. Do they have the lore thing on there? Yeah. Nice. That's, that's good. Oh, are you talking about, like, the lore counter? Yeah. I don't think they did. Uh, I think it's just the big art. Kind of like what uh, U, uh, UBS Games does with their playmats. Mm. I will say that's one thing that they did very well before the game is even released. Their app is amazing. Yes. You can build your deck. You can count, like, have your card list that you've got. You can set up a wish list. It has a lore counter. They have, like, how to play videos. All right. So speaking of all that, how you've actually got to play a couple games. Or a game. A game. What What did you think of it? I like it a lot. I... I am very interested to see if there's actually going to be a build that you can actually make where you don't have to attack anybody to be able to win. Just a lore quest deck, period. I think that will be very interesting. Um, I have seen plenty of people online already having like their big try-hard decks of like... One turn wins, which I don't know how that's going to work. How do you win in one turn with that? You can, only, you can only attack or... It's a bunch of theories on how you can do it, and I, I don't know, because I'm not going to try doing that, because I think the game runs fast enough as it is, in my opinion. Yeah, because what, our game only took, what, 20 minutes? Yeah, it's minutes? not a long... It won't take long once you get going, Um the only reason ours took so long was because I started to be spiteful and attacking your guys so I that I could we slow were you. learning the rules as we're going. That's always going to take a little bit longer. 
Um, I think it's going to be a very easily accessible game for people. You don't think it was too easy? Well, I think it's going to be easily accessible. I don't think it's too easy. I think overall, um, it's going to wind up being one of those things where it's going to be as complicated as you want to make it. I do worry it. You sent me that joke Reddit post, but I do worry about how they're going to wind up they're doing gonna... it with children. Because there are going to be kids that are going to want to play this game that are going to want to play it to be, you know, to play with their favorite Disney characters, their princesses, Mickey Mouse, all that stuff. Probably some of what Pokemon does, though, with the whole Masters and Junior Division. Yeah, but do you think a local com or a local game store is going to do that? Do you think they're going to separate it? Uh, I know one of ours here on their Pokemon League nights, they try to do that as best they can, but unfortunately sometimes the number of kids outnumber the number of adults playing. And that's ultimately my fear, is that it will ostracize a big group. One way or the other? Yeah, and it you get those people... At Gen Con, they're like, oh, I'm here buying it for my kids, buying it for the family. And you know they're not. Nope. Those guys look like they've never seen a woman. To be fair, though, when we played the Pokemon tournament, the eight-year-old beat me in two turns. Matt props to that little kid. That's true. <laughs> well, bring up that. That was actually what we were going to talk about next. Well, anything from Lord Con you want to say? Uh, ask you how hard is best. Valcard is superior. Uh, I will say that the art is amazing. The gameplay is pretty smooth. I do think it does feel like they tested it out very well. It doesn't seem like one's overbalanced and one color is overbalanced with the others. And if this is listening, please, for the love of God, do a uh, Kingdom Hearts set. It's just Kingdom Hearts promo cards. Please. That would be awesome. Uh, and uh, we brought up that already guarantee that there will not be mechanic special promos. Mechanically promos? Yeah, I appreciate that. That could. Drive like, I'm never going to Florida. For us, Santa's make sure I'm never set foot in Florida. So, D23. Well, that's an time. You California. Yeah. But the problem is, if they only sell. Oh, this is this exclusive card is Disney World. Or no, Disneyland in Florida? Yeah. Whichever one in Florida. They get an exclusive card that's only there. I think that would suck. But you don't sell out crazy time. I mean it would, but that would suck. That's not good for me. Nope. Because I do this is one of those things where I open them, I play them, and I immediately want every one of them. Based off what you know with the art. Alright. Um, so the Pokemon is, we did, you guys did a couple of them, but no, we, we, we all did the one. one. Well, you guys did the RPG, but we'll talk about that one. That was fun. That's fun. Um, so we did what was an EX battle deck event? You pay a $14 person, and you did one random EX battle deck, and you play. And it was. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Sean, what happened to you in the first game? Uh, I lost two turns to an eight-year-old. would be one that happens in Pokemon games. Because it can be very sneaky sometimes. Well, 
bad hand, but also I didn't know what I was doing. So. Yeah, honestly, that was one thing I enjoyed doing that Pokemon that of course I forgot how to play Pokemon. And like, I'm sitting there next to him, I'm dumb sometimes I'm like, you so if you don't have any Pokemon on the field? Yeah. That doesn't happen in literally any other trading game we play. You can have an empty board magic, you can have an empty board in Vanguard, you can have an empty board in but you can't have an empty board in Vanguard because you always have your Vanguard. Unless you're playing Link Joker. Shout no, out to the best clan. No uh filled in Lakana, you're fine. Uno, you can have no cards in your hand and you automatically win. But it's thematic though, because if you go if you're playing the Pokemon video game, you have your six Pokemon, once you're out of Pokemon you lose. That's true. That is very true. So yeah. But unfortunately, I unfortunately just weird. I avenged Shauna in the finals because I made it to the finals against said little child. I think you won the whole event. I did. Yes. I won undefe- yeah. Which he maybe- beat this kid with that kid's parents right next to the table watching him the entire time. He, his mom was like, "Be sure to tell your opponents thank you for such a great game." And I'm like, uh, do- "Tim said, you're welcome, scrub. Now get out of my Gen Con." <laughs> I am nowhere nowhere near that. But in my mind, I'm sitting here playing, and I'm like, it's not for anything more than a few points for their prize wall. <coughs> Excuse me. Their prize wall is stacked, though. It was. Yeah, it, it was not. They they probably put Pastime Games prize wall, like, up there. But I'm sitting Pastime here like... Pastime game prize wall is big, but you got to play a lot of events to really get anything good from them. Yeah. But I was just sitting there, I was like, after I heard Mom said, I was like, okay, do I treat this kid like another player or do I sandbag myself <laughs> Tim went for blood Tim's choice was don't treat them like another player treat them like a bug that needs to be squashed and make sure the kid never wants to play Pokemon again first off no and the kid said he had fun I had fun in the match it was ju- it honestly just came down to the fact that the Pokemon the the key Pokemon from the deck, I can't remember which ones we were playing, was in his prize pool as the very last prize card. So there was no way he could have outmaneuvered me. And that was just that was just it. Tim said he was just that good. Oh, God, no. It was a luck win. Tim the kid was good. Said oh, he that... was good. Yeah. And you know the funny thing was? That morning, he played his very first game of Pokemon ever. Aww. He had, trying to play even worse. Yeah. He did the uh, Learn to Play event. Yeah. Tim well, said all he, he was said a third-rate duelist with a fourth-rate deck. Get out. I love that. To be fair... Change your identity and never come back to Indiana again. I, I don't know if you guys found this in your guys' uh, battles. I really wish they would have thought about what decks they were going to give everybody. Because one was weak, weak to the other, so it's like... Yes and no. Because you're, like, the fighting one, their big Pokemon was weak to electricity, I believe, and their big Pokemon was weak to fighting. So the big ones that mattered at the end were weak to each other. But the fighting one, everything else was weak to electricity. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. I think those are the newest ones. Is that why they chose them? It was, and um, they actually ran out of them during that game. Oh, I saw they gave some other person a different deck. A psychic one off the wall, on the prize wall. 
She had her poison wound. Oh, her poison Yeah, like... Let's step on top and get something. Yeah, exactly. Alright. But, it was fun. Yeah, Shauna got a actually little hammer plug. And got three packs of fries and pulled a pretty nice dragon egg. Yeah, it was a new set, I believe. What, had it a win? something. Yeah. No, I want to do it off the top of my head. But it was good. Good time. Let's see. Alright, what so you got? Tim? Star Wars Unlimited. Love it. I will buy Deck One. That game was so cool. Yes. It was hard from it was already, too. Yeah. Like, go girls. The artwork actually was a lot more impressive than I was afraid it was going to be because the preview ones they showed originally just they didn't look lifeless, they just looked. You know, cheap. it kind of reminded me of the like mid 90s, 80s uh, Marvel comics, Star Wars. Ladies with a Marvel mid 90s even Dark Horse. It was like a mix between that artwork and the original posters. Kind of the vibe of the original posters. I see that. I, I'm doing it, though. I've, I've set my opponent sad because I found a. Did you make any friends at Nikon? No, no. It wasn't my fault. The Luke Skywalker. Would be your fault at all. The Luke Skywalker demo deck has a broken combo that makes it based on how the game plays, alternate activation, utterly impossible to beat. Don't tell everybody else. Kill it. I'm not. And the guy was getting so visibly frustrated. I actually put my hand down, my card's down, like, I'm going to be like, I explain how to do things, but would you care to know how to beat this? Because I was looking at the board, and I was like, well, if he did it a certain way, he could beat me before I get a chance to, or break the combo before I get a chance to retaliate. And he did it, he still lost, but, I mean, in the end it was just a demo, and the two full art promo cards were awesome. Yeah, you got everybody got one. Yeah, I was just glad they gave both promos to both players instead of okay, you played the Luke deck. Here's the Luke card. Here's the Vader card. Yeah. Now switch. Um, I was really surprised because I thought that that I think maybe me and Shama just got there at a good time. I thought the line was gonna be a lot worse for a demo, but we walked right up. There's a table open. We're like, oh, okay, well, it's fine. It, it, the line had been bad when I tried. Well. As we were sitting there, people started winding up, and I kind of felt bad because I was like, "Was this one of the ticketed demos? You had to." Like, I don't believe it was. Had to reserve a spot, but we got up there. We got our demo. Nobody was there when we. I mean, it was part fun. Of it. Um, the did I, you did you notice the uh, display case from Game Genix? All the accessories they already have planned for it when it comes out. Yeah, they look sick. Uh, Those deck boxes were just... Shout out to Game Gen X for not having a Gen Con exclusive item this year for me to buy. That's right, you, you got the uh, deck, the what, the Enclave or whatever from last year? I can't remember what it's called, but it holds several Commander decks and tokens and stuff and dice, and it's amazing. I think it's the Halloween color one where it was like black and orange and I loved it. They didn't have one for me this year. <coughs> Alright. Anything else on Star Wars? Uh, gameplay was smooth. Some rules are a little bit confusing, but, you know, it's doesn't I, come out until sometime... Next year? Next year, so they've got plenty of time to kind of concrete some of that stuff. My absolute favorite thing was my the person teaching us the game, or during my demo... 
kept getting frustrated with me because I kept using magic, magic the Gathering terms on how to, like I kept saying, okay, I'm going to tap. And she's like, no, we don't tap, we exhaust. Look, you, if you're going to do a demo, explain it in my language. My language, unfortunately, is Magic the Gathering. That's the card game that we play the most. That's the one I know the most. So Yeah, I will always talk about it in magic terms. That's what the guy at the Pokemon event had to do. He had to explain stuff to me in magic terminology. <laughs> He's like, you're a magic player, right? I'm like, yes. yes. And he goes, okay. <laughs> yes, you just connected with me. You're a good teacher. You connected on my level. You know what you got to do. So, yeah, no, good game, though. All right. So the other thing I wanted to talk about was Bandai. Because mm-hmm. I know you just wanted Dragon Spirits and One Piece all weekend. That was all you wanted to look at and get to in terms of card games. Oh, the Lorcana and its Battle Spirits. What did I say? Dragon Spirits. Oh, sorry. Battle Spirits. I have not gotten to crack that open and play it yet. Well, I'm going to have to play it now that I found out that Avril Levine's a um, ambassador for the game. But anyways, when we kept going around looking, we couldn't find any products. What was that, Rob? Um, because from what I'm to understand and what we were explained, Bandai either didn't get, didn't order quick enough their product for the events that they were running, or they got delayed or something like that. So all the players that wanted to do those events had to run to the floor and buy it from all the vendors. That was freaking crazy. Like I don't think it sucked. I, that seems to be a going trend with a lot of the stuff at Gen Con. Because there was a couple games I stopped by, talked to them about. Then when I finally was like, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger. They're like, yeah, we sold out within the first hour on the first day because we just didn't bring enough. Yeah, then that was a uh, theme apparently for a lot of stuff. Because normally one of, like, one of the big things I enjoy doing is getting the Paizo buttons every year. And we got there a little bit later than we normally do on the first day, and the guy had to pull them out of his pocket. He's like, yeah, these are these are the last ones because we printed less this year. I don't... That I didn't get. It's always a big thing. Why print less? Unless they're just trying to, you know, cut costs and stuff, which is fine. Well, one thing I think, too, is that a lot of expectation going into this Gen Con was, oh, it's going to be similar numbers to... Last year, you know, our first live show, our first full show post everything, and they had so many more people this year. I think they beat their Gen Con 50 numbers. Yeah, and one of our friends works there and, like, volunteered at Gen Con even asked, what do we think the reasoning was? Was it Lorcana? Was it just, you know, since it is post-COVID... And they had no mask restrictions or... Yeah, everybody started gaming during COVID because, you know, what else are you going to do other than, you know, make COVID babies? What what are you going to do? You're going to pick up a hobby and a lot of people picked up gaming or scalping games. Well, speaking of scalping games, what about those two idiots that stole an entire palette of Magic the Gathering cards? You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Somehow they're getting away with it. So. They haven't caught them yet. Yeah. So, I mean... Last I saw... Good on them, considering that's about the only way anybody's going to be able to afford this Commander Master set. So... But they didn't... They made it onto the floor without badges. 
the guys, one of the guys was wearing a t-shirt for a game he kickstarted, like he made and kickstarted. I am Their faces are completely visible. Yeah, they didn't even bother trying to hide or cover up, which that was probably, I want to say the dumbest thing about it, but once again, they're still in the wind. They still haven't been caught. They've got clear pictures. Mm-hmm. And then they tried to, uh, the guys evidently tried to delete all their online presence, but it's like, internet doesn't forget. You put it out there, it's out there. Yeah, they're, I know that eventually they will be found, but right now, you know, they're my little, little outlaw heroes. Not really. I mean, they stole, I don't know who it was from. I believe it was Pastime Games. I think they were. They the got one. a well, no, so they were going to be the big seller of Commander mm-hmm. Masters product that weekend. And that's evidently what was stolen was a pallet of Commander Masters. Well, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Swear word, Commander Masters. But I did it. I did it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't understand how... I mean, I, I do know that, unfortunately, for our friend that works at Gen Con next year, there's probably be a way bigger security briefing. So, I don't know. Well, you know it's got to be chaos. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's... The pictures that they got from the show floor, upgrade your security system, too. Yeah, it was kind of grainy. Pictures. It was sketch, man. Like well, I, I think know. I think the clear face picture came from the hotel that they were staying at in the elevator. They got that stuff into a hotel. Did you not see the picture of the pallet jack? I did, but I didn't see that they took it to a hotel. They took it to their hotel. Guys, cut and run. Motel holiday. And that's where I believe we figured out that they didn't actually have badges because they're seen in the elevator with lanyards on, but no badges. And then they've got the pallet. Well, look, they're already putting their face out. They're not going to put their name out, too. If they did have badges, that stuff was, like, hidden. Okay. You're good. Rock, right. look. I, I, yeah, I saw that one. That's that's the, uh, looks like the JW exit. Oh, man, we were with them? No, we were not. We were staying in the same hotel. All right. Anyway. Oh, that's just crazy. Okay, so what's next on your docket? Uh, last big thing was to talk about the Wild of Eldraine previews for today that got released. You know, here's the thing about that. Um, I will buy this game until I get Doubling Season and the Goose Mother for Shauna, and then I'll probably stop and play it again. Why? Dude, it's too expensive. Like, I'm saying it right now, Magic the Gathering (coughs) is too expensive. But this is a standard set, so by all rights, unless they do something stupidly asinine, the boxes should just be normal price. Doesn't matter, man. I'm, I'm... I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Like, I bought... Couldn't buy any One Piece, so I bought... Battle Spirits, and I bought Lorcana, and we are actively trying to play some One Piece. So, like, 
Those games are so much cheaper. Well, Why would I want to keep playing the more expensive game? We got two starter decks, four packs, three comic books, and it was still cheaper than... Still cheaper than half a Commander deck for Commander Masters. And yes, I know, you're going to keep telling me it's a Commander, it's a Master set, so it's naturally more expensive. I don't know, I think, I think like, yes, they have a Master that's more expensive, but ultimately, Commander is the gateway format to the game. It is the most popular format Magic has. That's why they milk Commander players for all they're worth. The problem is, when you release a supplement product for what is supposed to be the casual game, with plenty of reprints that players want and need, you shouldn't charge a premium price for it because you're just putting a blockade between the people that the format's for and the people just looking to cash in. Yeah. I will say the only thing that really caught my eye with Eldrain's previews today is the anime alternate art. Uh, yeah, those were really cool. I'll give them that. They, they do their anime stuff well. Um, I will say, and I will uh, kind of echo the sentiments of a lot of people on Twitter X, uh, that Japan got the way cooler promos for well, that braids That braids and uh, Liliana look so gorgeous. Yeah, those are just promos for a play event coming up, so they did that right. Alright, one last quick thing before we cut it loose, because we're at almost 45 minutes. Hey, man. Or 40 minutes, I should say. It's a good time. Yeah. Is, did anybody, because Halloween is coming up, anybody see Dragon Shield's Halloween yes. offering? Yes. Yes. Shauna, did you see them? I did not. Oh. Allow me to show so you so late. we can... Oh, sweet. So Shauna will be looking at these in real time. I'm just going to show you the playmat because the sleeves are the same. Okay. Look at the little baby. It's so adorable. I know. Okay. Show her. <laughs> oh! Werewolf dragon. I... It's something you don't know you need until you get it. Exactly. But he... It's like a werewolf dragon, like with like a axolotl, like little tendril thing. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's good. I don't. Yes. This is the I baby that sells it for me. I don't. Oh get yeah, it. definitely. I don't typically get the sleeves, but I do love the Halloween playmat, so I'll probably pick up the playmat for that. I want them both. You want them both? Well, well I tried to get you the sleeves last year, but everybody sold out of them. They still have the playmats. Yeah, the playmat. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a playmat fan. I, I love the fact that they're keeping up with their theme of all the jack-o'-lanterns and all the deficiencies. No, we only have 43 playmats. Yeah, I know. we got to cut down. Or we just need to get uh, storage for it on yeah. the back of the door. Love it. Uh, on the line of Dragon Shields, they did have the best promo or exclusive sleeves this year. Oh, Those were gorgeous. gorgeous. Those were better than... Well, I still found my blue ones in there in the room from last year that still have not been opened. But these ones, I was like, oh no. I need my Lorcana deck in these dragon that, sleeves now. The, the black against the purple, or the purple against the pink. foiling, is it pink? Yeah. It's, it's like purple sleeve, pink uh, etch. 
For some reason, I thought you were black. Um, grab my. There's a black deck box over there. That's what my. I put my Lorcana in that one. Yeah. Even better than I thought. Yeah, they're good. See, they're so solid. much more visible. Like, Velasquez was gorgeous. I love it. But you've got to really hold it to get it. No, that's just. Mm. And they sold out by Saturday. Yeah, we only had a thousand. Huh? I think they only said they had a thousand of those. They made the right call. Either 250 or 750 of the uh, oversized enamel pin. Why? That Why pin was ridiculously big and heavy, and I am glad that we got it. Yeah, I don't know why I was... I always think Saturday is, like, so short, but that's three days into the convention. I forgot we were there for the full time this time. Yes. Next year, I think, uh, stay Monday, if you guys can. Try. Probably. Just because I figured it'd be, it'd be a lot easier. It, but anyways, that's, that's something we can discuss later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you, right. If you okay. go to Gen Con, stay the full week. Yes. What was your favorite part of Gen Con? I feel like that would be a good way to like thing to mm. say real quick before we end the episode. What was your stem? It's hey. a hard thought. Sean, what was yours? We'll start with you, Sean. Uh, I first. think I know what yours is going to be. What's mine? The Ultimate Night of Horror? Yes. That's, oh, yeah. that, okay, so I'm going to do it this way. Favorite event that I did overall was when we got to do the Ultimate Night of Horror at Funko Games. We got to play horror-themed games. Uh, we played Universal... Uh, Funkoverse. Funkoverse, and then Demo the Tech Chainsaw Massacre game is coming out in September, which I will be buying day one. I will pre-order it. Um, it was great. We got to watch horror movies while playing it and got drink tickets. Fantastic time. You've got to go next year, Tim. I will yes. do it next year, I promise. So good. And then my overall favorite part of Gen Con, honestly, was getting to hang out with everybody. And we didn't really get to play games that much, but it was nice to get out of town and go somewhere. Not be here. <laughs> Not be here. <laughs> What was my your least show? favorite part? Hold on, my least oh. favorite part is that Sean is still dealing with Conquest two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of hit our group hard this year. It did. Like usually we were pretty good, but well, because I started feeling kind of iffy the other day, and I don't know if it was remnants of Conquest or if it was the stress or whatever. Yeah. I've I'm, I'm over. What seven eight days now? Yeah, just yeah. coughing. All the fun. All right. So your favorite. Event and other thing. Well, I think... We all know. The Ultimate Night of Horror was definitely, like, the standout event for me. Um, you know, same reasons. Yeah. And... It's just in our wheelhouse. Yeah, very much in our wheelhouse. And I think the best part... I really enjoy playing that giant uh, Uno Quattro. That yeah. was super fun. I think was, that was a good thing that was so super unexpected. Um, and what was your favorite thing that you bought? I forgot to ask that in that too. Um, like weird thing that you didn't think you you know your impulse buy. Impulse buy probably are the spell dice. Spell dice. The spell dice was really good. Um. 
starting to lean really heavy into DCC as well. So oh, we yeah. got some new stuff in DCC. I, I'm glad we finally got our Zonky dice. Yeah, Zonky dice. Yeah, those Z- are good. Zonky, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. They're Zonky. They're wonky. They're Zonky. I think they'd, they'd probably accept all. Yeah. All right, Tim. Event, overall, and impulse. Favorite event was probably the Pokemon one, followed very closely by uh, Dungeons & Bingo. Ah, Dungeons & Bingo was really good. We're going to do that next year for you. Uh, favorite, favorite event, favorite thing, favorite thing, like impulse buy. <laughs> the cuttlefish, uh, paints from Creature Caster. Oh, have you used those yet? I have not had a chance to use them just yet. I've been waiting. I, so tomorrow I'm planning on Prime, Prime Day. I've got to Prime your guys' stuff and Prime mine and it should be good. But I just love their naming convention. Like, they have a shit brown named Kevin. I have gone this entire episode without kind of seeing They one have time. a poop brown named Kevin. Kevin. Sorry. Uh, it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's hard keeping it PG. My least favorite thing actually happened right before Gen Con, though. What? Probably should save this for if we do a miniature podcast, but it's the fourth freaking anniversary of Marvel Crisis Protocol. Four years. Oh, yeah. Okay. Four. Fantastic Four. It wrote itself. They didn't have to release a second starter with the exact same characters. Yes, I know they're different sculpts, which look gorgeous in person. They're all new rule sets, stuff like that. But come on. I've been waiting four years for Fantastic Four. Man, that's really hitting you hard. It really is, because I want Doctor Doom. Well, maybe by the end of the year they will. I know. So within the four year, they've got the, they've got their miniature or mini extravaganza in September, but I have a feeling it's gonna be more Star Wars focused because they didn't make point. any. They made a lot of Marvel announcements at their pre Gen Con thing, but okay. But that's for a different sort of time. I want to thank everybody for listening. This Wait, has been awesome. I have one more thing. Oh, I'm sorry. My favorite part was that Tim is now an award-winning minion painter. Oh, yeah. He did win two awards in two categories for painting his miniatures. I won bronze in unit category for my Tau Fire team and bronze for single figure with the Steamforge Games Dragon Turtle. Or Turtle Dragon. That is amazing. Congratulations, Tim. You've done it. Yay. Thank you, guys. Good call out, Shauna. Thank you. And, yeah. All right. Like I was saying, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, you can find the Late Night Players on pretty much every social media uh, section. We're on Twitter, X. Instagram, sorry, X, Twitch. We do have a Patreon. It's a stupid, stupid name. What, Late X. Night Players? Oh, X. Sorry. That's for a different time. What about you two? Where can they find you if they want to... If you're looking for ridiculous earrings that you probably shouldn't wear to the office, but you definitely can probably get away with, uh, Random Acts of Extra is my stuff. Across everything except X? I don't think you have... Yeah, I I don't do Twitter. Uh, Purdue Chicken has hacked my 
um, account. So if they would like to give me that back, that'd be pretty cool. But otherwise, it looks like I'm really into Purdue chicken recipes. Dang. Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing that can be said on this podcast. No, seriously. What's no, your guys' put it in the description? What is your guys' podcast that you do? Horror movie whores. And what is that? It is a horror movie podcast where we talk about and review horror movies. All right. And horror movie other things. Yeah, and uh, we may start branching out the games. Well, yeah. Specifically just the Funko Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, don't forget about Trick or Treat. It's a good time. Yeah, we got to try the Trick or Treat one. Yeah, we do own the Trick or Treat one. So we'll, we did we'll probably it. talk about that. Uh, we do have our own website as well where we put our... That one we actually do more game stuff on there. But I'll yeah, have links to everybody's everywhere. stuff in the description below. Now, to close this out, I'm going to steal a segment from one of my favorite train car podcasts, the Drive Check Podcast. They would end every episode by reading the flavor text off of, of a favorite card of theirs. Okay. That's interesting. Yep. So, I'm going to uh, from the Neon Dynasty Commander Deck Buckle Up, Katori Pilot Prodigy. Some people test limits. I prefer to demolish them. Thank you, everybody. And until next time, keep your dice warm. Happy gaming.